This is episode number 79 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I got the chance to talk with Mike from Big Daddy Weave. And man, was it just a really encouraging conversation. You're really going to enjoy this. I think that the big core takeaway for this whole thing is that we need to keep our eyes on Christ in everything we do. So we'll take it away here with episode number 79 of the Church Collective Podcast. Well, the cool thing for us is in this last season, and I can't believe that, dude, yeah. This month in October is actually 17 years for Big Daddy Weave. Wow. Um, we never expected to be doing this this long, man. That's how you end up with a dumb name like Big Daddy Weave. It's not realizing <laughs> this is going to be what God's going to let you do for the next two decades or whatever. Nice. You know, um, you know this the season before this in uh, the record Love Come to Life, God just did some really significant things um, in the lives of people with these songs, including ours. Um, I think there was a vulnerability in some of those songs and in the stories behind the songs that we um, were blessed to share mm-hmm. um, that resonated with people in a way that we just um, we didn't really expect, but we've been so blown away by. Okay. Um, you know, you always would think that God would use something that um, <laughs> some great victory in your life uh, to really kind of, you know, triumph some you know a message of his or something but really the lord has used the stuff that was torn up about us in a way bigger way than he ever used the stuff that we had anything you know to do with in a, in a good way sure. uh when we shared this song redeemed and we shared about that that came from a place of just me dealing with self-hatred for a long time mm. dude i had no idea that was going to resonate with people the way that it did um and it, it allowed us to have so many awesome conversations and the idea that we're embracing this identity of being redeemed, we, we saw this amazing thing happen in that people would be like, man, I'm, I'm so glad that I'm not who I used to be. But then there was this corporate like exhale and like sitting back down, you know, uh, when really it's like, wait a minute, we're not done yet. Though you not only are we redeemed from who we were, mm-hmm. but we're redeemed for something as well. We're redeemed into this new identity. And so beautiful offerings, even just the title of it, the concept of that um, is picking up where songs like redeemed left off. You know, um, the beautiful part of the offering is not us, by the way, you know, it's, it's what God has deposited in us. You know, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is who we get living in us. When we receive the Lord, when we receive um, this identity that he's given us, yeah. You know, part of that is that he lives inside of us. The, the beautiful part of the offering is him, right? Mm-hmm. The offering is <laughs> that we get to offer back to him what we put, what he put in us in the first place. We offer back to him, him. Sure. He lives through us, man, in every moment. Um, and we're just learning how to embrace that identity in the moment, man, and to embrace him in the moment. And say, God, what is it that you want here? Right. It's not about us accomplishing things for you. It's about us learning how to get out of the way so that you can live bigger through us than we could have ever imagined. Sure. I think you, you make a really good point with the like kind of looking towards every moment. Could you maybe speak to how how do you keep yourself like with God? It's so much a daily walk. It's so much a daily practice on our part. We can't like rely on what we've done in the past, and we can't rely mm-hmm. on like previous days relationships with the Lord to like really keep moving forward with Him. Could you maybe speak to how you're like cultivating that in the midst of life and everything. Yeah, yeah, totally dude. And this, this is the thing for me. I, you know, coming from, um, 
especially I think there there's some dangers. That, I mean, it's a wonderful thing that with our lives we get to be part of ministry vocation. And even mm-hmm. people who are hearing this who are, that's also your life work is ministry. There's a danger to that because we get this kind of like checklist mm-hmm. of things that we're supposed to do. And especially as worship leaders or people who pastor in some way, it's like there's all this stuff that we have to get done throughout the week. You know, it's so easy for our relationship to God with with God to become something that's just like this big checklist, you yeah. know, when really we're missing out on the relationship part of, of the relationship altogether, you mm-hmm. know. And what I'm finding is it, it's about it's about learning how to respond to him in the moment. It, sometimes it's it's as simple as in the moment at the checkout in Walmart, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. Um, the checkout lady, hey, ma'am, you know, those are really nice glasses that you have right there. Mm. The idea that God can use a moment like that um, and just believing that God is so big, there's no telling what it is that he's doing in that moment, you know, and learning to walk with him in those moments where we get these inclinations um, and just to believe that when we ask God to lead us, that he's going to lead us, you know? And so when you hear something that even might sound a little uncomfortable or a little bit crazy, I'm finding that some of those things are him, man. That's then we, and the way to find out is to step out on it. Yeah. And I mean, what do you, what's the worst thing that could happen usually is just that we'd be a little embarrassed or something. Sure. And that's, that's something we could lose anyway. We could stand to lose our pride anyway. And yeah. in, to being with God in the moment, um, has produced some of the most wonderful times uh, in in recent days with him. Sure. Um, because God will use stuff in ways that are bigger than you than you thought. You know, yeah. we want to discount what it is that He's doing in the moment, thinking that it's too simple of a thing. Mm. But really, we're discounting how great God is and how He can use even the simplest of interactions throughout the day. Right. Know? And maybe talk a little bit about. You guys are obviously out touring. You're doing, you know, a similar set every night. Like, could you speak to how how you're open to God's working through your your platform time too? Sure, sure. And it's it's the exact same thing. Hmm. Um, it's when you when you find that trail, you know, where yeah. you step out into something where you become aware. Um, man, gosh, I feel like I'm dealing with some kind of anxiety and realizing that that's not necessarily your anxiety. But it's something in the atmosphere, even that yeah. you're being influenced by the atmosphere. But as a as a child of God, as a son of God, that we have authority in Jesus' name to then influence the atmosphere mm-hmm. and the way that the kingdom advances with our tongues and with our hands. So when we speak, man, when we speak from a place of relationship with God and the authority that comes from being in relationship with God, mm-hmm. we have the right to pull down strongholds in a place. So when we talk about, hey, there's a lot of fear in this room, there's a lot of anxiety, and then we literally just release God's word on it. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and asking for help, with thanksgiving, bring your request to God, and the peace of God will come and guard our hearts and our minds. Man, that happened just two nights ago, you know? I'm feeling this anxiety. I'm like, well, what's that all about? Man, there's a time in my life I just would have embraced that anxiety and been like, man, it's because I'm not good enough. Man, it's because I'm not, and just allowed the enemy to have his way in that moment. But now I'm realizing as a child of God, I don't have to be subject to my environment anymore, that literally my reality is the kingdom of God and to learn how to step out into the kingdom of God and to steward 
what the Lord has placed in me in a way by saying, God, what is it that you say about this moment that has not changed, yeah. that does not change because you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, you know? Yeah. So it, whether that's whether that's just like focusing on a line in a song, we'll find something like, well, there's a song we have called Overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And and there's there's a line in the song that says, I run into your arms unashamed because of mercy. Man, there have been several times where it's just obvious that's what God wants to say right now. Yeah. Man, we just started singing that line again and again and again, and all of a sudden the band sort of swells back into this other thing, and the whole deal becomes this thing that we've never tried before or rehearsed before and becomes this moment that's very much alive because we're just following the Lord together, you know, and what it is that He wants to do yeah. in a place, man. Those are the sweetest times. Um, sure. Those are the times I feel like the audience knows the difference in yeah. as well because they're getting to be a part of something God's doing now not just something that you practiced, you know? Yeah, that's good. What are you guys doing? Like, how do you prepare musically for that? I mean, obviously you guys have been together for a really long time, but do you got any advice for, say, the worship leader that hears that? And Man, I want to hop into another song, but I don't know if my guys will come with me. Like, you got any advice for that? <laughs> you know, I think that the, one way of doing it is by messing it up a few times. <laughs> here's, here's the other thing, too. When you mess up, this is the value in messing things up, <laughs> is that you realize it's not the end of the world, Charlie Brown. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the sun still comes up tomorrow. Sometimes we feel so scared of like, what if we don't get it right? And I think that's linked to that religious thing in us that is that is all about performance, you know? Yeah. Man, dude, I'm telling you, some of the most beautiful things have come out of when I literally spaced on the second verse of a song and just we <laughs> literally played through the space of the song and I talked to the audience about how much of an idiot I feel like by not remembering the second verse. Right. Something happened in that moment in that vulnerability like where walls come down, dude, you know? Sure. Then the next song we sang there was there was this reservation previously in the group of people, but then it was gone because they you know we were in this together at that point. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Embrace the messiness of it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. And I'm not saying that we just go screw things up on purpose. Right. There was there was one night, man. There were some nights. Gosh, we were on tour. It was one tour we were on. This this is more than a decade ago, <laughs> when literally the PA just crashed like three nights in a row. Um, and I didn't know if it was something we were figuring out like tech tech wise or whatever, but dude, it just fell apart. And so there's no sound. I literally just came off the stage and sang to the front row Mm. and had them turn around and sing to the people behind them. And the same thing happened, this domino sort of thing until the whole house is being filled up with these people singing familiar worship songs. It became so much more special than anything we had planned. I'm telling you what. Um, You know what? At the same time, though, man, I have seen God use the same set, man, a hundred different ways Mm. just because he's God. And I think it has to do with where our focus is. Because if you're not careful, all of a sudden, then you can be like, well, how how am I going to make this different tonight? And it's not about that. It's just about being aware of God in the moment, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that that doesn't start when you get on stage. That starts when you wake up in the morning. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. No, we good. have an opportunity to say, God, here's here's this day. Here's this moment. Here's my life. What is it that you want to do right now? And even in our community, um, it's so easy to think about ministry being outside that, you know, that it's for the people who are sitting in the chairs. Sometimes the most valuable ministry that happens is just from us to each other in that day, mm. literally just being vulnerable with each other and just loving on each other, um, preferring each other. That's not something we're awesome at, but it's something that I think we're growing 
into and seeing that and valuing that more in this season that we're in. Yeah, that's cool. Could you speak a little bit towards um, the songwriting process for this album? I mean, there's tons of great co-writers and everything on there. Maybe talk about how it all got stirred up and, you know, just oh, geez. How, how, how you yeah. went through it. Yeah, Man, it's so rad. Um, you know, I'm a fan of a lot of people. And I found that early on, um, it's so easy to compare ourselves with each other. And that's that's not good. Um, mm. There's something that God wants to bring through each of us uniquely. And we just need to relax in who it is that he's making us, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I found that what fights that whole like comparison thing is to just become a fan, you know, all over again. Mm. I get some really unique um, experiences because of what we do. I get to meet all kinds of people yeah. and I could either compare myself to them and feel less than or I could really celebrate what God's doing in them. Yeah. And so I just decided the other feeling is yuck. I've had that. I've felt that like, well, how come these folks sold more records than we did? How come we, and then you get in this cycle of it's a really negative and ugly thing. Mm. But dude, when we begin to celebrate what God's doing in other people, you just become a fanboy like all over again. And you're just like, dude, I just hung out with Chris Tomlin. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just hung out with Matt Redman, dude. I just got to see third day backstage. You know what I mean? Right. And there's this thing where I get to celebrate those things. And um, so this this writing process was very much like that. Hmm. Um, I was really leery about going to Jason Ingram's house just because his name was on like every other song that you see. Right. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, geez, you know, I don't I don't want to go to somebody's house who just sits around and he's just in a room writing songs all day. Because a lot of those songs sound like, you know, if, if you're not careful, it sounds like somebody who's sitting in a a room writing songs all day. Right. Oh dude, I just had the best time though sure. because that guy just cared about the song. Mm. I have about a 45 minute drive to get to his house from my place in Mount Juliet to his place in Franklin, Tennessee. Wow. And dude, on my drive, I would ask the Lord every morning, God, please give me the idea. Just give me an idea that we could write that is real in my life. And that, that would, that would be something that he would be into as well and man the lord just started bringing these ideas and as we got there um for the first four times or so that we wrote together man the lord just gave me an idea and he's like man i need to take a drive sometime because the lord's really giving you these ideas and it was beautiful the songs that came out of them one of the songwriting sessions we had though he finally goes look dude i've been meaning to tell you this but every time when you're bringing the idea he goes he goes man i have an idea too okay yeah. I, want you, I want you to know this and and he had been just hearing about um, and me getting to share with him some of the stuff God had done over the last season yeah. of us sharing vulnerably from our lives. He uh, he goes, man, I've got this idea about my story, the idea of sharing what God's done in your life with other people. And if I told you my story, kind of is the line that he has. And so that became these verses. And then the irony of the whole thing is we're writing is, you know, it's stuff that's just pointing to the Lord. So if we're talking about if you if I told you my story, but we're not talking about my story at all. We're talking about what God has done in our lives in, in a real way. And and then all of a sudden when we get to the bridge of the song. It, I just sing out this the the chorus from Blessed Assurance. It was so natural. It was so real, mm. and it was also so real from our lives. Yeah. Which just to me makes it such a special season. Almost every one of these songs came from those kind of places, man. You know, yeah. and um. And that, that's what makes me excited to get to share the songs with people. It feels like you're, 
you're reading a journal of what God's taught us over the last, I don't know, three years or whatever, you know, and sure. it's, it's really special in my life. So I guess the big takeaway for like an aspiring songwriter that's listening to this is to um, almost chase after God as much as you can and let God take care of the songs. Dude, I'm telling you, you know, we were just talking about this this morning that one of the things that, and I I don't have a reference for you, but just dig into the song, the Psalms, it's not going to hurt you. You know what I mean? So, uh, dude, you know, David calls the Lord his song, you Mm. know, you're my strength and my song. And I never really understood that. Um, but that's because I didn't, realize the value of a song man um and now even as a writer there's a song constantly brewing in my heart not because i got a deadline but because it's the overflow of my life right and if man i've i have been at that place where i was trying to write songs Hmm. and that is awful dude it is terrible that's hard (laughs) you know i think there's a discipline to that and that's great and Mm -hmm. i'm not saying don't do that because i think there's kind of a um a priming of the pump that happens. But I think the best songs or at least the, the best food for thought and heart for songs comes from just normal everyday stuff. Dude, I've written way better songs with a vacuum cleaner in my hand <laughs> than, than I ever did sometimes sitting in a room, you know? Yeah. Um, dude. Hey, one of the other, one of the other awesome co-writes on this one And this, I was just geeking out over this dude, yeah. man. I, I'm a giant. Okay, so around the same time that we were starting, you know, we're hearing about these guys, this Chris Tomlin, this Matt Redman. I remember Passion had this record, Better Is One Day, and it was this Matt Redman song that they covered. And um, so for years, when I found out who Matt Redman was, oh my gosh, I would just devour those worship records. And I can't even begin to say how many of his songs we've played in our shows and you know in churches literally all over the world that are using this dude's music and um people say don't meet your heroes you know because they're like sometimes it's a letdown waiting (laughs) to happen right right and man i got an opportunity to write with matt redmond on this record Mm. and it was just awesome um he he was not a letdown at all we got to I got to visit Passion City Church for the first time, sure. uh, which I love Louis Giglio and I love all of the Passion folks. Um, and we wrote together in their little studio there that day. And man, it was just the sweetest time. I, I'm i an even bigger Matt Redman fan now. We got three songs in one day, dude. <laughs> and I was like, that never happens. And all of them are on the deluxe version of our record, man. Yeah. And I now, so not only is it a story of what God was doing in my life as far as what he was teaching me, I also remember, hey, man, that was the day I got to write a song with Matt Redman, which is really, which right. is so cool for me. I really love that. Sure. So, I mean, it sounds like you're like just enjoying life. Could you maybe speak to, like take it in towards the worship leader that's listening to this and they feel like maybe they're just getting beat up by their church or getting beat up by their system. You got any any encouragement for someone when, you, when you're down? How can you really like... Get, get your eyes back up on, on Christ. Okay, that's it. Is you need to wait on him. Yeah. You know, wait on him. You need revelation from him. Mm. You know, we don't lean on our own understanding. Um, and I understand about getting beat up in church. Oh, yeah. I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> I'm going to make a shirt, I think, one day. I'm first going to make it in plus size because that's what it takes for a big daddy to wear that. <laughs> I'm going to wear a shirt that says sheep bite. Yeah. And I'm like on the back, it'll be like, take that any way you need to, you know, <laughs> because literally I've seen so many people eaten alive mm. by church people. But at the same time, 
dude, I mean, that's, that's our call. That's our, that's who we're sent to, especially in leadership and ministry. Um, and this, I've heard this before. The call of ministry is the call to suffer people. Mm. And dude, when you're going through it, you definitely understand the suffering part, but you don't understand the value of that. You know what I mean? Because you just sort of want to react to what it is that they're given. But man, if you can embrace in the moment, if you can hear God's voice, if you can see his perspective, that people act out of their own insufficiencies and their own failures and their own hurts and all of that stuff, man, the Lord can use you going through that to shape you in a way and allow you not to respond to people, but to respond to the Lord in the moment. That is what Jesus did. Jesus said this, I don't do anything of my own volition. I only do what I see the father do. So when we see him come up to the little boy who's dealing with epileptic seizure and this devil is like making him, you know, have these seizures and his, his disciples have been with the dad all day long trying to cast this devil out. Jesus comes down from hanging out with this incredible encounter with God, right? Comes down and, and sees the boy. The first thing that happens, he has the worst fit of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's obvious this wants to, this could obviously be the attention grabber of the moment. Jesus ignores what's happening to the little kid. Yeah. He annoys with, ignores what's happened to the boy because his eyes are on God. He's not responding to the situation. He's not responding to the person acting out in the moment. He's responding to what the father's doing. And he addresses the father and the father says, Hey, you know, if you can, if you can, you know, <laughs> if you can heal him or whatever, that's great. And he, Jesus goes, if I can, he goes, anything's possible to him who believes. Mm. Jesus' eyes are on the father. Our eyes as children of God need to be on the father, you yeah. know? So when that person is acting out and they're saying hurtful things, they're, they're reacting. I didn't like this about the set. I didn't blah, 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 whatever those things are. I mean, sometimes church people are the only people I've ever known that will go out of their way to tell you what they did not like. <laughs> you <laughs> right. know, I'm like, geez, man, give me a break. <laughs> uh, that gets so old. And that's one, sure. that's one thing that I'm glad about because the, if we make somebody angry, we just move on to the next city. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, um, but in our home churches, in our community on the road, we deal with the same stuff all the time. We're learning how to respond to the Lord in the moment, not to respond to the frustration or the thing that's bringing us down. Because there's only refreshing in God. Yeah, God's not heavy, man. God's not something for us to carry around um, as a burden. In fact, he wants to lift our burdens and allow us to walk um, above circumstance. That doesn't mean the circumstance is necessarily going to change. But if we if we are aware of him in the situation, we become different in the circumstance because it's him living through us. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. As always, head over to the churchcollective.com and connect with us. We want to connect with you and connect you with others. God bless.